I'm sorry, George. Wait, is this part of the? This is this is how you're picking me up the, yeah, the phone? I'm sorry. I, you know, we were supposed to start recording 29 minutes ago. I was late. I'm sorry, and I don't want oh. this poisonous atmosphere to oh. soak through the rest of the episode. Um, we got a bit of feedback this week about what people like about the podcast. One of their favorite things is that we've managed to convince them we actually quite like each other. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now, and I'm worried that this week you may not be putting out that same pro Ollie energy. So no. I'm certainly not anti-Ollie, and I'm actually, I'm not that fussed that you relate, let it be known, although I sound wound up and hacked off. Um, (laughs) Miffed. But I, (laughs) no, it's more, mate, I'm, oh. Sleepy boy. Once again, the world's sleepiest man, you do it to yourself, (laughs) you do. And I'm, um, what have I done? I got home from the studio today and had a bowl of soup and have been fighting falling asleep since (laughs) six o'clock um so i'm it's less about you being late and more be me being just tired young man Um, with a dimly lit future ahead of him it doesn't look like a bright one at the moment come on now (laughs) let's not let's not get crazy here your future is a shining as bright as the candles i am sure you've lit around you i've lit a few candles yeah yeah so kind of yeah mid like it's not a bright flickering it's somewhere out there if i focus if i focus and commit then there's a future out there for me but are you in your pjs stockpile is dwindling my leash Um, Are you in your PJs? Sh- Come on, the listener wants to know. Um, for all you perverts out there, I am in well, a dressing gown. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in a dressing gown. And um, yeah, I like these late night... Listen, I'm going to... As if we're starting again, I want to say, Ollie, of course I don't mind that you were a little bit late. And... Uh, it's genuinely I'm looking forward to this conversation I'm very excited about the fact that you did some hashtag market research and (laughs) you know when we you know how sometimes uh, the public is asked to make decisions that will affect the whole nation (laughs) and um, you don't like the outcome and Mm. you just have to sit there and take it I was worried that this might be one of them, that we would ask the people what they want and they would tell us and we would be like, oh, okay, can we have another referent? Can we ask again? And can you think about... But no, they said all they want to hear is George and Ollie, Ollie and George sitting down and chatting with each other. I was worried. lovely to hear. I was worried there was going to be like... Because I, I put like, what what do you like about the podcast? What would you like more of, less of? I had a feeling it was going to be like, less of the other guy. Um, more <laughs> of George. We like we love that step bit. And so I thought I was going to just basically become like a producer. I would like feed you yeah. questions and you would go yeah. for it. Um, yeah. But thankfully that wasn't the case. I do have to say... One e- um, email we got made me feel so old because do you remember a few weeks ago now I was 
doing what I seem to do every week, describing how hot and sweaty I was. And I said I look like Austin Powers when he's horny, which uh, for anyone <laughs> there who doesn't know, his glasses get all fogged up. That's what's happening to me all the time now. And someone emailed in and said that after I said that, they discovered Austin Powers. And, wow. And they said, I love retro comedy. And I, I for me... <laughs> Austin Powers is cutting edge. It's the latest. <laughs> I'm still waiting on number four. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like uh, just yesterday when Austin Powers Gold Member hit the big screen and a yeah. boxy Cleopatra, because I, I don't know if you remember this, George, but Beyonce was actually the I do female lead that. in I that do film. Remember. Do you remember Blockbusters in Hartford? Oh, let, take me back. Let's do it. Okay, so you, yes, I very much do. No, but I just... Is that, know, it? that Okay, that this era, is the equivalent no, that era of a meme. Of films reminds me of renting video cassettes. It's, that reminds me of that. I So I my key memories of Blockbuster are when you went in, you could buy quite bad sweets and bagged popcorn um for a very high price um <laughs> yeah which i wasn't allowed well this is the thing i would always complain because my whoever my parents would be like well we could get better stuff somewhere else for cheaper mace um yeah well exactly <laughs> and i would but there was something about and it's the same kind of thing about when when i go to the cinema i i'm one of the mugs that still um forks out for God, we do sound old. Forks out for expensive <laughs> popcorn, but I it was just part of the yeah. whole vibe. I was like, I want to go there. I want to get a, f- uh, I want to get the tuxedo starring Jackie Chan as a, a spy. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, I don't think he was a spy. I think he was a normal guy that accidentally got given a spy's tuxedo, which made him like Inspector Gadget. Classic flick. Check it out. If, In fact, uh, I remember of Hartford Blockbusters that I uh, was, well, me and my family um, rented Flubber and oh, classic, something yeah. was gravely wrong with the quality of the, oh, no. of the film and yes, uh, another customer had obviously had their wicked way with this cassette, whatever they had done. <laughs> I, I don't believe I've, I believe I'm still yet to see the full Flubber. Maybe Flubber um, itself somehow got into the tape and well, this well, is it. You might this not know it. if you've not seen the full film, but Flubber, is, the, the, um, the substance Flubber, which has a personality of its own, um, can get up to some some pretty wacky stuff. Um, mm. So just to further alienate uh, any of the younger listeners, <laughs> uh, I also remember, and hey, don't tell the feds, I've already spent my time behind bars, as we've discussed, but I yeah. remember that in Hartford Market on Saturdays, there was a very brazen stall just full of pirate DVDs. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was yeah. just... Actually, can I ask you a question, right? Do you remember on Hartford Market there was the stall that just sold knockoff Lincoln Park hoodies? Yes, yes, and, yes. Like, how how did they get away with that? Because I'd like to like. Well, so now are you worried that in market towns across the nation there are like slightly dodgy George Ezra hoodies being? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you, the Ollie, there's these. Um, 
it happens a lot in Europe, but it happens all over the place. There are people that uh, want you to sign kind of high quality printout pictures of you that yes. they then stick on eBay, right? Yes. And so that and they sometimes they would have taken orders in advance, so it would be like, oh, can you write it to my niece? <laughs> Caroline, and then they'll say, "Oh, can you write it to her friend? You know, Jada. Oh, can you write one?" And you're like, right, okay, dude, yeah." And also, there's you're kind of aware of your genuine demographic, so there's like people that actually want to say hello to you that are waiting around while this. Well, you know, I don't want to assume, but somebody that, that has never heard a single one of my songs is asking mm-hmm. me to sign these pictures, and there's someone with they twenty must... daughters. Yeah, exactly, but. There's a picture of another singer that I have no idea who he is that always makes their way into the pile of pictures of me. And he's like a very kind of like, he's got blonde hair. He's got that. Okay, but it's close. very kind of like a lot of ripped denim on. <laughs> okay. And like, like deliberately ripped denim. And I always sign the picture still because I'm like, well... <laughs> but some poor fan out there who's bidding on eBay. Um, no, because they're not. A f- c- come on, if they. Well, I was just. Well, about that's to say, true. Actually, I suppose if they can see the photo, then yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Um, well, I because I'm fairly certain I got a uh, Green Day American Idiot. You know, do you remember the album cover? It was like a grenade in yes, the shape the of a heart. Yes, the grenade is a heart. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Powerful. Whoa. really wanted to be part of the, the whole crew you know uh trey cool the drummer mm-hmm. um billy joe joel armstrong lead singer mm. and of course the bassist um, <laughs> probably called like skulls or something or like yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> or like yeah like skin dig like it was, pro- it was probably like ryan skin dig something <laughs> But I wanted to be part of the crew, so I'm pretty sure I got one of those hoodies from the market. And then I would have walked on over to the pirate DVD store. And I remember Mm. I had this well-worn copy of School of Rock, which I watched many, many times in that that pirate DVD form. Let's rock, let's rock, let's rock today. (laughs) Please, let's. I mean, that's how I get up in the morning. I just want to rock. Yeah, Um, man. And I remember years later when I finally saw School of Rock on TV or something, I was like, fuck <laughs> me. You can see like the lighting. <laughs> you can actually see the characters. Yeah, yeah. Can I can we just stay in this like memory lane for a second? Please. Um well just quickly, do you remember the fifty P sweet stool at the Hartford Market? Yes. I there was a sad day when, when that went. I Yeah. I, yeah. Well, it was a sad day when you went down and it was 60p, but they still had a sign oh, that said 50p yeah, sweets. Uh, yeah. um, but a memory I have was, and I, oh, I've got to put my hand up, when I was a young teenager, I may or may not have engaged with torrented albums. Um, Uh-oh. And I just, this, this is was a time when... This was pre-streaming. This was before... Music became free before we all decided as a society that what you know music should be free. Yeah, but I would 
be given downloads of albums illegally, okay? But um, I also had a CD collection, and if I liked that, I mean, this is how I reasoned it in my head. I was like, yeah. if I like it, I'll go out and yeah. buy it, yeah. um, which I did, I did. But there was a, oh no, I know this band now. <laughs> um, I had the, good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had uh, the Kooks album. That it had no money had exchanged for me to have this album at first. I would like to say that I also went out and bought that album for sure. Um, But I remember you could hear the sound of somebody getting an MSN message message in the back of one or two of the songs. Yeah. But but that I thought were just in there. And everyone had the same versions at parties. So you just, I knew like, do do do. Bloop, 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 in like, so you thought it was like interesting sound bloop, bloop, bloop. yeah and I was just like oh they love MSN <laughs> 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 and then it didn't like yeah and then as you say then you get the album properly and you're like oh the quality of all of these songs that I've been listening to has been atrocious I know I, I, and something a strange phenomenon that I've seen is um you can now get plugins for music software that emulate the sound of bad MP3s like Why? low quality LimeWire rips so that you can I don't know for some sort of effect people like it. it's the nostalgia thing I guess it's the same thing that makes people put vinyl fake vinyl crackle in yeah. songs although I that actually is pleasing. Well, that's it. But then what's the difference? Well, the difference is that like the tinny digital harshness. Digital style. Digital style sound ain't the same as that beautiful, gorgeous analog warmth that I know nothing about. Beautiful, gorgeous analog warmth. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, Another thing, now that I'm thinking about it, about films on cassette, is my dad used to banish us from the lounge which always seemed like a very harsh thing to do and play and one of our favorite films on. oh okay no no put one of our fa- <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no no <laughs> no he used to banish us from the lounge but we would be able to hear one of our favorite films playing quite loudly <laughs> And he would play it really loud, but then he had a... Um, so one of mine and my siblings' siblings' favourite films was Shrek. And I think we watch this film twice a week, at mm-hmm. least. And kids are intolerable, man. Imagine <laughs> like coming home from work, and two nights of every week, the same film is going to be well, on. Well, yeah. Every, every time you come home for a long day at work, you can just hear Donkey talk about how in the morning oh, he's making waffles. Yeah. Um... But he, so Shrek was one that I can remember this happening, and his dad had like this hi-fi cassette CD system, mm. um, and a record player on top, and he could record our favourite films onto cassette so that we had them as story tapes to uh, go to bed with. So what he wasn't. A G. So he wasn't just torturing you. No, he was, he well, was it was tinkering. he was without knowing. Okay, yeah, but he wasn't intentional. But it, but it came from a good place. Also, I'd just like to say we owned the cassettes. <laughs> we, we, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, all of this is very statue of, of hooky, limitations. I mean, you know, the, we're talking. If this is Shrek, we're talking. Um, Shrek is twenty years old next year, I think. 
That oh. makes my heart. God, I wonder where he is now. I wonder how the swamp is. He's probably done a grand designs by this point because he the well, money he, he would have made off yeah, that yeah, franchise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I if I remember correctly, I didn't actually see Shrek Forever After, but I have a I, feeling. I didn't know Shrek Four was a thing. I've seen. I saw Shrek. Great. Shrek Two. Good. Shrek Pretty the good. Third. Nah, man. Uh, and then I didn't bother with Shrek Forever After. But Here's I believe, something. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. just quickly, George, I believe that he may, him and Fiona may have moved to a castle or something. Okay. Oh, good. I could be wrong. Well, if he had loved the Spongles, they it. probably rinsed him dry. Do you reckon? Yeah. If I wrote kids. Yeah. Um, and you do. Another thing, Ollie, that Shrek... Because I I really loved that film as a kid. Can I just quickly um, say, George, that I'm not. Sh- I wonder if this is what the listener had in mind. They're gonna feel like, oh, we've comp- <laughs> we've really enabled them. <laughs> They've just decided. You know what? We can talk about anything, and they'll listen. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, with just one last thing. No, I'm enjoying music- it. Okay, okay, this is music related. Um. Shrek obviously enlightened me in many different ways. Um, obviously, yeah. Goes it introduced saying. me to one of my all-time favourite bands, which was Eels. And I think in the first oh. Shrek, there was, if not three, I think there was... No, I think there was two, for sure. There was My Beloved Monster and Me. And there was uh, also... Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember, but I remember as a kid, it had such a banging soundtrack because um, it had Smash Mouth. Well, on it of as well, course, I was going to say the, the, the you know the biggest the big legacy yeah. of Shrek is yeah. is I'm a well they had two songs because they had the Smash Mouth cover of uh, I'm a believer. Yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I, I believe that was in. A, uh, it, is that in the sort of karaoke scene or something? That's um, at the end when it's yeah. everyone. The God is blessing left, right, off. and centre. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then of course All Star, and and it also had. I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. It did have a good soundtrack. It had a yeah. like. Jim, Don't give a damn about a bad reputation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just looking now, actually. It apparently had Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Yeah, I did not remember did. that. I heard it. Yeah, but where does that come? It's like... Is it when, like, uh, Donkey and Shrek, obviously, they've got their issues from the start, but isn't there a bit where they're sort of separated for a bit because Shrek's like, I have fuck no, off, man, you know what? or whatever it is. <laughs> no, I think it might be when there's a bit where Fiona's going ahead with the wedding with Lord Farquhar and uh, she's announced that she's also a um, ogre but isn't like comfortable with it and so she's like don't look at me don't look at me and at night she turns into an ogre and yeah I think it's something around then yeah yeah I can believe that Oh, that. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 25 of Phone of Friends. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But this is all stemmed from the fact that we asked, you know, what it is about the show that you like. And you said that it's us sitting down and talking, which to me and Ollie was very much music to our ears because we can do that. Yeah, it requires the least effort sure. on our part. And, and it made me realise, Ollie, or it shone a light on the fact that. There is, of course, I think, a 
benefit to me and you talking specifically about mental health and our own experiences with that in any given week. But the the main message is just promoting the idea of checking in with people. And checking mm-hmm. in doesn't have to be it, a big intense thing it can be talking about Lincoln Park hoodies and Shrek <laughs> video cassettes for 20 minutes yeah um, and it often and is yeah it often often is um just before we started recording this phone call um I said to Ollie get ready my friend because this week it's all about you and ollie said i don't know how many more weeks i can take of me asking you how you've been and you coyly saying oh i don't know what you know oh, oh, i've been up too I'm much just trying to think what yeah i'm good man yeah, but, there's, uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah. but there's a reason for that and it's because in my head i'm not coping very well with the fact that Uh, decisions are being put in our hands that are polarizing and so there's a big initiative now in london to get out it is get out go and eat in restaurants get on the train go there's big billboards on the underground that are saying you know go to borough market go and see peckham go to this coffee shop because there's this drive to get the economy going Mm. but i you know over you know, I've got friends that are out of work. And also, I think the thing that stuck with me was the phone calls that I had and the Zoom calls with the the NHS workers and the carers mm. during the severe lockdown and me wondering how these people think about, feel about everything. And so I'm, I am, I'm definitely not living the life I would have been this time last year, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, this week, this weekend, sorry, I, I went and um, I visited my sister and I um, had, uh, uh, it, it just has done, I've been lonely in London um i've been um uh yeah that's it lonely full stop lonely and it's just that this weekend i saw a few friends and family you know most importantly on sunday i sat on the sofa with my sister and it's done me the world of good um and it's but there's still a part of me that i for whatever reason feel guilty for saying that um i i mean and i think that's happened in the previous weeks of like i've gone to visit someone i've wanted to say that i felt lonely and i'm remedying that in some way but i've not wanted to i don't know man it's all about not wanting to do the wrong thing you want to be doing right by people but you need to do ah oh, mate i don't know well i mean you have the added pressure that most of us will not have which is um well well uh, uh, the issue is is that if, uh, over the past few weeks certain little things that have been picked up from these podcasts um mm. and put in the uh sort of gossip columns of certain publications and i've been enjoying seeing that happening and, and seeing how they do quite a lot of acrobatics to make sure that they never say who I am. They never mention <laughs> the context. They not. Really. Well, here's here's an, ex- here's an example. Uh, this is in the list. George Ezra had to deny to his pal that he faked his age for his career. Uh, and then it goes on. George Ezra had to deny to one of his oldest friends, no name, that he fakes his age for his career. <laughs> Next line. George Ezra's longtime friend, no name, asked him if he lies about his age off. for his pop career. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> why, why would you not just put... <laughs> 
It's the fact that they say it three times. <laughs> three times. Three times. Um, it's just, it, and it's just good. I think yeah, so the thing if, is, if, I just don't know. The, yeah, there is that element of, oh, I don't know, man. Well, it, it's, as you say, it's it's the polarizing thing. It's that everyone has a different perspective on what is acceptable to do at right now and uh, i'm pretty confident that you are not doing anything irresponsible but some someone might interpret it that way and like you said when you think about uh the conversations you had with the the key workers and stuff like that it feels quite hard to then just like jump out of bed and head down to the mm. pub or whatever it it feels and and here in God, we're getting dangerously close to that Corona klaxon, I think. But here in um, <laughs> in Barcelona, because things are getting like quite a lot worse. But I must can admit, you feel that? Well, I'm just looking at the. I mean, the news is telling me. Like yesterday, the Catalan president said something like, "These next ten days are crucial and will decide how we go forward." So basically, it's all building up and the numbers are going up and up but i must admit i'm still going for walks every day and i'm you know socially distanced i've got my mask and stuff but i'm not just completely shutting down and staying home which because just to be clear what they've said is they encourage people not to go out unless it's essential um mm. and i would kind of argue that going out for me at least once a day just to do to walk around a bit i mean i don't know if it's essential but it makes a huge difference to my kind of mm. mood and well-being and yeah, maybe that's not the most responsible thing, but I'm muddling through this the same as, as everyone else um, mm. and kind of have the feeling that this might be... We might be on the way to a proper second lockdown, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, man. I d just just quickly I, on that, I, I apologise for being... Um, what's the word vague in recent episodes it's probably been the last three or so episodes it's kind of been like yeah i've been okay man um this week going home was has done me the world of good just yeah. seeing people um and it's you know we sat down and had dinner two nights in a row just three of us you know no, nothing just a few candles lit and a bit of food and uh, honestly the the few candles and a few cans a few candles a few cans but it was just the i felt real happiness it wasn't even i was saying to my sister it's not even like a happiness it's just that feeling of being content like, oh this is yeah. such a that thing of what we'll take out you know and it'll be different for everybody but i think that's one thing i really want to keep a hold of is the fact that would we have sat down for those dinners had all of this not happened and it's something so small just sitting down at a table and talking yeah but it just felt wicked yeah obviously li living living in spain uh, no ollie i'm so sorry i just realized as i was saying this i was like oh no 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 i mean i'm okay i don't begrudge you at all i'm very happy that you you have been able okay. to go and spend time with your family um but it's just like obviously when i made the choice to move to spain i did that with the knowledge that it's a two-hour flight from the UK. And obviously that's not... It's not as simple as that anymore. Well, especially now there's a new 
uh, quarantine rule for people coming in from Spain. And uh, so it has made me feel so much further away from family and friends. And because, you know, my mum was supposed to come last week, my sister and uh, brother-in-law and... Uh, Sorry to do this to you, George, but my nephew, um, young guy, <laughs> young guy related to me, um, they were all supposed to come next week and, and they can't now. And I was so gutted. I was just because uh, a few days ago when uh, the British government said that anyone coming back from Spain would have to quarantine for two weeks, um, they decided that, you know, it just wasn't feasible for them to, to come and then have to do that when they go back. And I completely understand that but i was just like all these things we i had these little crumbs of things that i've kind of been looking forward to and keep whenever i felt like this whole thing is going on forever i'd be like well at least i got these and you know there will be other times but it, it was a a kick in the how you say uh hog uh <laughs> Famously, that yeah, is what was a real say. kick in the hog. Um, yeah. Um, shall we segue onto something that is not corona related? Are you sure? Related. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you don't um, want to do, you dwell on it a little well, bit? Well, isn't more? it funny, Ollie, if you look back over. Oh this my year, gosh, I was thinking about this the other day. Just the different chapters. It's sort of, um, for me, it's been waves of being okay with it and waves of finding it difficult. Oh, yeah. Oh god, that's interesting. And actually I've got a few yeah. interesting jokes about the pandemic. Um I feel like I've been social distancing my whole life already. That sort of thing. Oh yeah, great. No, that's great. I can't wait for the um small comedy clubs to open up for you to try those out. Oh yeah, just for me to go do a quick five and spread around some COVID in that small yeah. little club. Um yeah. Well, George, uh in news unrelated to the pandemic um do you pronounce it covid or corvid you know i pronounce it covid because i uh, i know that i've got a few things i may pronounce in a, in an unusual way uh <laughs> it is not corvid you cannot convince me it is corvid um and I, i'll tell you what i'm not going to get into this but i made the mistake of well no well i had lbc on the other day and a woman rang in that I've had to go and buy a new radio because I threw mine so far and hard out of my window. Why, because um, they said COVID? No, because they said something utterly ridiculous about face masks. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. And, yeah. Well, look, to all our brothers and sisters across the world, we implore you to wear your mask and get a funny one, you know? Yeah. Get one with Spider-Man on it. <laughs> Express your personality through your face mask. Exactly. Um, and yeah. practice your smiles, etc. Yeah. Um, but so, George, can I bring you in on some, uh, you know, trouble in paradise, some, some relationship strife um, that I could do with your perspective on? Because... Oh. I'm fully aware that, you know, I'm, I may not be the most reasonable person in the world, so I do want to hear your perspective on this. Mm -hmm. So, the air conditioning has broken in our flat, which is great because it's about 34 degrees today. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, and I'm feeling good. I'm chilled about it. But what that means is that there's a, we have fans, but we only have, like, two fans, and there are more 
than two rooms. So there's a lot of hopping around, switching fan from one room to the other. We have it in our bedroom at night and then we take it in the living room the next day. Or at least that's how it should be. <laughs> because <laughs> this is where the issue arises. Uh, I love this. This is where the issue arises. Today I was out uh, all day and, I, and when I left, my girlfriend was still in uh, the bedroom. So I didn't move the fan from there and and then i came back i was out for quite a long time i came back sort of early evening and the the fan was still in the bedroom Mm. and i know that she was in the living room feeling hot as hell i know that she was sitting there and just out of pure indifference she was just like oh whatever i guess i just have to be hot and that drives me mad because (laughs) she could have gone in Picked up the fan, taking it through, but she's just like, "Ugh, that's something Ollie does." And this is this is a repeating thing. The fan will not Ollie. move unless I am the one to move it. And I actually think it should be uh, something we both go in on. We're, it's a partnership. A relationship is give and take and compromise. And I truly believe that moving the fan around for our personal comfort is not something that should just be down to me. Now, George, what do you think? I think a few things. <laughs> I think I I <laughs> I firstly <laughs> love the idea that. There might be a segment of this show that becomes you venting <laughs> about my personal life. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't open that Pandora's that. box. Yeah. Um, what do I think? I think thirty-four degrees without aircon sounds very. Leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe. That's contributed to my mood. Maybe. Absolutely. No, I'm sure it has. Um, I I mean, this. it sounds to me as if it's happened more than once. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And so that is when, you know, fool me once, (laughs) you know, that that kind of shtick, you know? Like the first time you come home and it's not there, you go like, huh, seems like they can handle the heat more than me. I'll just, I'll run and grab the fan. Seems odd. That yeah. they've left it for me to get. Yeah. Um, but I'll do that. Second time, you're like, okay, maybe this is like a learnt behaviour now. They know. It's like a, in a lab somewhere. that They know. They're, they're watching rats. There's, and they're like, mm. it seems like rat A has, has a learnt behaviour that if they leave the fan, rat B will go and get it. Um, yeah. And it the seems angry like male rat. Time, yeah. But by the third time, I think... Rat B is completely she'll within its rights. She'll uh, love that we are now rats A and B. <laughs> well, but I think Rat B by the third time is completely, uh, you know, I think blowing his top, as it were, um, <laughs> is completely reasonable. And well, I don't know what to suggest though. Maybe you could, because you say you've got two fans. Maybe Rat A could have one fan that they look after, and Rat B has a fan that is theirs <laughs> to look after. And is... that is Rat Compromise. But look, this is the the difference between Rat A and B. And mm. uh, I'm Rat B, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Rat, Rat A's approach to this is. And she hasn't said this, but it's uh, the sort of it's like, well, why don't we just get another fan? Whereas mm. I'm 
Rat B, sorry, Rat B thinks that moving the fans while we're, because we're going to get our air conditioning fixed, okay? (laughs) You know, I'm not not sacrificing the air conditioning forevermore. But until then, can't we just move the fans around? Well, can I ask a question? I'd love you to. How long do you think it's going to take until the aircon is fixed? Hmm, well, it depends on a few factors, but... I'm hoping that within within a week, week and a half, hopefully we can get it fixed. I okay. If you're going to advocate for extra fan, no, but um... I would just you need to do an equation of heat discomfort for a week and a half, mate. That's ten days, eleven days, and is it you could you know maybe way up is it worth going to get the third fan but then you might have to introduce the third rat into the flat that looks after the third fan and no, because i don't know how rat that day is gonna feel about that suggestion. rat b is the fucking mug that looks after all fans ah yes well then but then that suggests to me that rat a has won <laughs> well of course rat a has won that's the issue yeah. Look, look. Okay, I is admit- Rat B getting any benefits from uh, being the um, fan mover? Well, the truth is, is that I I often put fan two in my studio and so, use can, it. Can we go back to talking about rats? Because I find it quite difficult to. Oh, think sorry, about sorry. You. Yeah, it must be confusing. Rat B. <laughs> Uh, often scuttles away with Fan 2 in its little pincers, because rats famously have pincers, um, uh, and takes it into his little den where he makes rat beats. Um, And so, but I do that knowing there is another fan that she can do what she wants with, and what she wants, I guess, is to... uh, Sorry, that Rat A can do what... what, It seems like Rat A just wants to leave the fan wherever it is and just hope... Can I give a, sorry, sorry, an unhelpful suggestion? I'd love it, yeah. uh, What what I can picture myself doing, and uh, I resent myself for it, I would just make sure there was a fan wherever I was as Rat B, and I'd be like, well, cool, like it. I'll do me. Yeah, I, you know, this is, and then you can kind of do it with a smile on your face. And if it means that Rat B is in the same room as Rat A, then Rat A gets the benefit. If not, it's like, oh, cool. Well, it seems like Rat A's going to be sweating a lot. Well, and maybe, maybe Rat B should just fork out for a third fan. They don't cost much. It's the principle. Can I just say, if Rat A ever listens to this show, um, I hope you understand. I'm just trying to be helpful, and to, um, yeah, he's just trying to console his rat friend. Yeah, um, publicly. Yeah, um, maybe. Well, <laughs> maybe that's not the best thing to be doing. Well, this brings me to there's there's a couple of reasons I brought this up. One, it's all I think about, and two, I am convinced she has not listened to this podcast in two or three months, maybe. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been sprinkling in little references that might uh, prick her ear. And so I will know for sure if over the next week, with a smile on my face, I'm walking around with the two fans, one under each arm. Yeah. And oh, so I'm a rat, am a I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, listen, she's a, a, a wonderful rat. I'm very lucky to have this rat in my life. <laughs> Um, and, you know, uh, one rat to another. I hope that I, I, I want to sp- spend all my rat existence with this other rat. 
And uh, like I said, perhaps the reason this gets to me is because it's so hot. I'm yes. often coming back from being outside where it is very hot, walking around a lot, getting hot, and then walking up our three flights of stairs. So then yes. I get in and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to collapse uh, well, and also, on the Ollie, sofa. Yeah. Also with your full corduroy on and your barber, barber jacket. Wax and your jacket. Flat yeah. yeah, flat cap. Well, uh, yeah, bucket hat pulled down yeah. over my ears. Uh, gloves, uh, thermals. <laughs> got my thermals on. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, God, you can't move the fan. It's yeah. boiling in here. But I'm sat yeah. there with, with all that on. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that's really tickled me. And, yeah, I would say, you know, if you can maybe... I don't know. Let's I'm, let's I'm see what... Let's see what... Fan. Oh, have we had any correspondence regarding Jexton? Okay, so, Jexton, who, by the way, I know I shouldn't have done this, but I know it's a bit ridiculous, but Jexton really loves this Iberico ham. Um, and it's like £4,000 a leg. Um and it's it's extravagant. I know, but it's, I can't help. I can't say no to that face. So I've been indulging Jexton, um, and just ch- throwing Jexton little chunks of this ham. Um, mm. and a, a few times I've seen the messenger boy scuttling, trying to get a little bit, and I say <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> and I wave it in front of his face. I say no, no, no. Why no, can't you be more like you. Jexton? <laughs> Um, yes, we did actually have a few people saying that, uh, uh, Jackson sounds like a gorgeous pup of a horse. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> before we actually called Jackson and, and the messenger boy over, someone said, someone sent this on Instagram, uh, which I believe sort of circumvents the messenger boy somehow. That goes directly to us. This is from Catherine. Uh, hello. Just to let you know, your podcast is getting a mention in my PhD thesis. Whoa, um, that could be a bad idea, Catherine. I mean, yeah, I like well, we've just been that. talking about rats and Shrek <laughs> and pirate DVDs, but we, you know, <laughs> yeah, but we love your style. Well, so Catherine says my work looks at men's experiences of food insecurity in Scotland. So that's being unable to afford food. Right now I'm talking about gendered expectations and how this affects them accessing support for food, mental health, housing, etc. And I'm talking about your podcast as a contemporary example which highlights that things are changing, but also that societal expectations are still detrimental to to men's ability to access support. Fingers crossed some professors end up listening to hear all about the messenger boy and his glorious steed. And that's Jackson. Oh, I love that. I mean, I love the fact that she's doing her thesis on this is incredible. And the fact that we're, you know, have worked we our found way into some that. Way, I know. And yeah. and she's found a way of of uh, of really dressing up our podcast in, in, in garments it does not deserve. But yes, so that's well, very exciting. Message. Best of luck. Catherine with your um with your PhD and that sounds like a very uh worthwhile topic to be investigating but let's beckon over uh messenger boy and Jackson <laughs> email for you my lord news from the east sire this email has just come in my lord Yes, Jackson! 
My yes, man. man. Thank you so much. Oh, gorgeous. God, his gorgeous paws boy. are gorgeous beautiful. Boy. I know. Come I in. love it. So, okay, quick sort of a mood whiplash or tone whiplash because this is a very interesting email and it's about a subject that I should preface this and say I'm fairly certain I well I can only speak for myself I certainly don't know very much about this but I think it's an important thing to get out there a little bit so this is from George And he says, hi, Ollie and George. Great name. Probably the best name in my book. So I think he's talking about mine. Just a quick thank you for the hours of lockdown entertainment, which has made Monday morning walks a lot more relaxing. Your approach to male mental health is refreshing and soothing, so keep it up. I felt like talking about my experience in the last year, as I've not found it widely spoken about with men. In late 2019, I developed body dysmorphic disorder... BDD, which is basically where your brain overly perceives your looks and makes you super critical of yourself. This, at least for me, ended up triggering bad depressive states and giving me strong fears of people looking at me when I went outside. I would limit going out as I was too scared and get caught in the mirror for hours calling myself every name under the sun because of what I perceived as flaws in my appearance. After things getting very bad, I took to therapy and medication in January. I'm coming towards the end of my therapy sessions as now my mindset is clearer. I still have flare-ups from time to time but I don't let them spiral and I'm able to control them. I recognize I'm still on a path but I'm getting there. My biggest worry when I was googling this issue is that men were proportionately underrepresented in articles and studies etc and I hope this email helps someone in realizing they aren't alone as I know I could have done with it when it first reared its head. Many thanks, George. P.S. As an engineer, the belt of plenty is not a good idea. (laughs) Love that. P.S. P.S. I once got asked to take photos with a group of girls in a nightclub because they thought I was George. <gasps> um, so maybe that picture that you were talking about earlier that's worked its way where people are trying to sign, get you to sign a picture of uh, someone <laughs> in lots of ripped denim is actually our pal George. Um, I mean, I'd love it if it is. Um, I'd, but George, thank you so much for that email because that's... that. The message of if, if it can help somebody by you sharing that story and message, I just, I appreciate that so that's much. That's what we're and all about. Yeah, and if there's one person that's listening to this show that is experiencing it themselves or knows somebody that is, that's close to them, it's, you don't, I don't think any of us quite understand just how powerful a thing it is by sharing that. And, and thank you for sharing it with us. And he's as i was reading his email i I was thinking because i have heard of of body dysmorphia before but at least when it when it comes i do think that with eating disorders and things like that there is kind of a sense that it's something that happens to women which is obviously not true and i am guilty myself of kind of not consciously but like my subconscious kind of bias is that i associate that with with women and even though when I actually think about it, and I am not claiming to have any, you know, uh, I'm not trying to co-opt this thing, but, you know, I have definitely had periods of being sort of pathologically critical about my appearance. And when, when George mentioned putting off going outside because he thought people were going to look at him and be sort of judging his appearance, 
I have definitely felt that before. And George put it into words and it made me think like, oh, yeah, I, that is something I ha-. And maybe he will be wh- wh- by sending this in and us reading it out. People out there will recognize in their own behavior something that's been causing them distress, but they didn't really know why or they didn't know what it was. Um, maybe it'd be worth them, you know, l- looking into this and, and seeking out the help that has done a lot for George, it seems, because he says he's he's now get in a place where he can think about ending the therapy and he's got ways to manage it. So, yeah, thank you very much, George. And um, Thank you, George. And thank you most of all for uh, being a voice of reason and, you know, just helping me drive home. The Belt of Plenty is an absolutely bizarre and bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> And this is coming from an engineer, George. Come on, man. What does that mean? That's just a word, a name, a title, you know? Yeah, so's Belt of Plenty. <laughs> what does that mean? And what does it have it to do with the freedom. product itself? It means freedom. Oh, okay. Let's not get on to... Yeah, well, yeah, I can hear you've prepared your pitch. Um, <laughs> save it Thank for the you, dragons, George. my friend. Um, yes, and so just to kind of finish off... We talked about how we got lots of feedback for... uh, We asked people what they wanted out of this podcast because last week we kind of changed things up a little bit in that we had a theme in mind going into it and the consensus seems to be not in response to that episode but in response to us asking about it people people kind of prefer that we keep it looser and then kind of... themes may come up on their own and and i think it might be good for us to occasionally throw out a thing like you know do you have emails on this topic um and uh and maybe we should say that if anyone uh if george's email has kind of resonated with anyone and they feel comfortable doing it they should feel free to get in touch with us Mm. about that but just a few um sort of quotes from people uh the things they like about the the show this came up quite a lot. Snuggly chats, okay? Ah, so okay. They said the the, the chats. Um, well, the, okay. Here's one from Bethany, which says um, lots of very nice things. But what I love about your show is that snuggly feeling I get after finishing each episode. I listen to the show and feel like I'm having a chat with my mates. In that sense, I love the laid-back format you guys have got going on. It's much more engaging to listen to a natural convo that lands upon a particular topic, like medication, liquid ass, and... Oh, wait, liquid assets, sorry. And therapy... etc obsessed rather than rather than a structured talk with a kind of lecture vibe i do enjoy when you cover certain relevant themes i love to hear you continue to discuss more about mental health but can i just say you're both doing an absolutely brilliant job at that already a big yes 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 ollie what was the first yes 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 when it went insane Uh, what I think it was. Um, oh, was it? It was an email. F- yeah, from yeah. A, from a psychologist, from someone, from an actual mental health professional in America. And yeah, yes, yes. I think yes. that was it. I think that yeah. was it. Um, another thing I should just say. Well, firstly, thank you very much for that email, Bethany. That's very nice to hear. Um, thank you, Bethany, and thank you to everyone. But. Um, <sighs> I mean, I hate to say this, but people are big fans of the Messenger Boy. Uh, lots of lots of messages saying um, more of the Messenger Boy. Now, <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. But 
this beautiful oh Jackson's doing the cutest thing just sort of nuzzling into my my side of my arm now but Jackson <laughs> Jackson has certainly um put a, a a bit of a shine on the message I mean still don't like him still think he's a bad guy uh still yeah. think he's, he's kind of worthless but if getting to spend time with Jackson means that the messenger boy is in the corner uh, whatever I can deal with that. Um, so George, yes, my friend. I think all that remains is for us to uh, say check out our Instagram, which is at phone a friend pod. I uh, looked it up before. Proud of me. Very proud of you. And c- continuous, continuing, uh, continue, continue. C- okay. Um, yeah. Thanks. Uh- <laughs> Sleepy boy, huh? <laughs> um. Um. Um, yeah so anyway the email if you <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us what George is trying to say is that the best way is contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com um, follow us on Instagram leave a review tell sorry your I just had a complete malfunction but then <laughs> Listen, I fine. thought I wonder if it's because we're talking about the Instagram page and my brain just went cannot compute cannot yeah, compute compu- bleep bloop what is this <laughs> Um, I was very impressed today when you managed to reply to one of the little question things. I thought, what a good boy. Yeah, I'm engaging with you. Yeah, and I mean, I've got hope that one day you will go from being low tech to being sort of medium tech. No. No? Okay, you want to keep it rustic. Yeah, I t- oh, <laughs> rustic. Let's call it that. Yeah. Ignorant. Let's nah, call rustic, it that. man, rustic. Um, please send us an email. Contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. Okay, the robot has from- come back online. The <laughs> and autopilot. I'm sending so much love and so many blessings to our brothers and sisters over there in Canada to all of you listeners everybody that's emailed in with you know what you'd like to hear from the show thank you thank you for uh, communicating with us (laughs) (laughs) okay you were doing well you were doing well Um, oh no well it's been lovely to speak to you George you go and get yourself some sleep and I'm gonna go get myself in front of those two fucking fans (laughs) 